0: We can squeeze this in between lunch And going to the bathroom later That's all I got going on <laughs> today so.
1: Alright I <laughs> There's just so much happening Visually right now
0: mm. That's perfect for a podcast like
2: I- I'm i already used to this because we Recorded our pod two hours ago <laughs> So I already saw Jake recording with coffee And sunglasses and that big fish grill hat uh, So I'm uh, unfazed Oh man, the gold gloves are being announced. The gold glove finalists are coming out for the 60 game season. That'll be we're <laughs> gonna have some weird ones for that.
1: How are we feeling about this season? Like the 60 game season. Does it count? Are
0: you gonna are you gonna introduce like are we podcasting now or what?
1: Okay. I think you should introduce my podcast.
2: Ooh, okay. This is good. Okay. welcome back to Is just like when you listen to the radio
0: and they're like, I'm Drake and you're listening to Hot Ninety Nine Five. DC's hot, you know, that's not the podcast. This is Kesha, and you're listening to Hot 92.1 Cedar Rapids' hottest hip hop
2: station. Here, I got it. I'll, I'll intro for you, then. Okay, hey, thanks, so. Jordan. Ready? Okay, right. three, two, one, and welcome in to. My favorite podcast, your favorite podcast, if you're listening to this, it is The Lana Berry Show with Lana Berry. I am not Lana Berry, joined by not Lana Berry. Uh,
0: Hello, I'm also not Lana Berry. And
2: uh, we're we also joined by Lana Berry. Lana, thank you so much for joining your own show. Lana, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me today. I liked how uh, you were checking your notes as you were reading that intro.
2: Just wanted to make sure I, I knew who was Lana Berry and who wasn't.
0: <laughs> very, I'm very important. Just to recap, I'm not Lana Berry. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. That's
2: Jake. So today That's
1: Jake. Yeah. we have two of my favorite people. Introduce yourselves.
2: Okay, we'll introduce ourselves. And it did, not Lana Berry is my middle name, but my full name is, is Jordan Schusterman. Uh, Jake Mintz is is also here on the Zoom call. Uh, also middle name, not Lana Berry.
1: Yeah. And uh,
2: yeah. we're we're Sesame Street Barbecue. That's us. And we've known Lana for a very long time, which is why she gave us the distinct honor of of introducing her on her own show.
1: We've podcasted so many times.
2: Too many times.
1: Too, too many times. This is probably the last time we'll ever podcast together because I have a feeling this will go distinctly awry. But that's okay. I haven't it's- seen you guys since the World Series last year, so I'm excited to... To at least just hang out. I
2: haven't seen anybody since I the have worst since last year. Also, Lana, I gotta say, uh, so so on our first iteration of our podcast, the BarbaCast, we did have Lana on almost every episode. We did over a hundred episodes, and she made a between a thirty-second to five-minute appearance on every single one. Uh, mm-hmm. It was called "Tales from Log Dog." We called it, but weirdly, because back in the, those days of prehistoric podcasting, we didn't even know what Zoom was. And we were always recording without video. In fact, this is, I think, the first time, at least all three of us, since it was normally on Skype and just ambushing Lana, that we were actually looking at. You you brought up a really important point here. Skype,
0: huge losers of the pandemic. I mean, a lot of people are losing big in the pandemic anyway. But Skype, I mean, they had a stranglehold on the video chat market. And just absolutely fumbled it away. I mean, this is like Philly's bullpen level blowing. Literally, it. Skype we blew all a three-one lead.
1: Skype and we all just like, no,
0: this is easier. Skype was a verb. Skype was, was. like, oh yeah, I gotta Skype my friend from high school, right? Yeah. But Zoom just like, again, they blew a three-one lead. Like that can't happen at Skype. at <laughs> Skype.
2: But yeah, so I just wanted to point that out. It, it's nice. It's just it now it's weird. like really the experience of of podcasting with you, Lena.
1: Yeah, we've never, um, besides our in-person podcasting, we've never done this on video other than Jake coming on video after we finished recording to show me show me something stupid.
2: Right. Yeah, that's exactly correct. That is exactly correct.
1: <laughs> I've known you guys, I've known Jordan longer. I've known you guys for what like
2: well, yeah, probably yeah. basically eight years. I mean, we started, you know, Suspicion so Barbecue in 2012. And I, the the Twitter account was born in 2013. No, yes, 2013. Yeah. And I was on like sports Twitter where, where Atlanta is, a, a, of course, a veteran. Uh, baseball Twitter in particular before then. Yeah. But the the BBQ was Jake's first, uh, you know, introduction to to baseball Twitter. I was like, no, this, we don't need this Twitter thing. This is useless. Like, I don't need to do this. Right. I was like, ooh, I think, like, let's just give it a shot. Let's see, let's see how it goes. I was like, All right. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, say so as many, many years and not just many podcasts, but obviously we've, we've, uh, we've been through a lot together.
1: We've apart. been through a lot together. <laughs> I want, I'm curious to know how it's been having Cespedes' name attached to your brand throughout the years because his brand has gone through quite an
0: evolution as well well it's super weird like if we were starting it from zero like i don't know if we would name it the same thing anymore and like the context of the name is always shadowed by the fact that we were 17 and we're like oh this is fun let's do this like and didn't ever think it was going to be anything i think we owe a lot to you we're like he was super interesting and compelling like for a long time you know like when he would win the home run derby and it was like oh people would be like hey this account is stupid like let's follow this too you know and every time he would get traded it was like oh a new group of fans would like hop in and follow us um but like even now when he's in his later years I still think that like we have always been about like celebrating who he is and what he represents in baseball that we really like and really love which is yeah. what joy yeah which is, yeah, joy. Which is in, like, like not taking it too seriously like not not like
2: accepting what people tell you what baseball should be you know yeah, Enjoy, and like, just really like... enjoying yourself just the nature of like unpredictability for everything that he does on and off the field which I know has also resulted in some not so great things right um this year including this year and including you know his his injury with the wild boar like we didn't know what we were signing up for right but like Again, especially because, like, th- the intention was never, like, this is going to be some brand that everybody recognized. Like, no. That was never the plan, right? So, like, it was all very much an accident. But it has, I would still say, mostly been a net positive just in terms of the kind of player he was. And and we did identify him as, like, this is a fun, interesting player. But it's been even crazier than we ever could have imagined. Well, right.
0: There's like, an there's, like, an alternate reality where, like, we named it after, you know, like uh joe nathan or like something you know what i mean like <laughs> probably not joe nathan but like you know it was 2012 and like joanna sespedes was incredibly fun and like two years later or two years earlier like we probably aren't naming it after him
2: right you and, and there are just... there are all kinds of baseball blogs that are named after all like it's it's who knows the different directions that it can take right so yeah. it, we had no idea we can't act like we like yes he was fun and we picked the fun player but we didn't know that any of everything was going to happen after that so yeah (laughs) well I think
1: even just the name Cespedes Family Barbecue without even fully understanding what that is and where it came from it it encapsulates the joy and playfulness that you bring to baseball
2: Right. You. you. I would hope On
1: so. the craziness that he has also contributed to the baseball world. Yes. Which has yes. been fun and interesting.
2: Yeah, and I will say too, like, yeah, it's a good, it is, again, not intend to be, intended to be, but a, a dead conversation starter, as they say, right? People are confused by it, but that has generally been a benefit to people finding out who we are. So, it's kind of worked in that way, too. I mean, like, yeah, If
0: you want, okay, here's a way to think about it, like, Let's take, like, a comparative player to Ioannis. Okay, Michael Brantley, okay? I bet you they're, like, relatively around the same area in, like, career war and, like, years in the league and, like, peak, et cetera, et cetera. Tell me two things about Michael Brantley, (laughs) right? Can't
2: do it. You can't.
0: And, like, there's a hundred things that are interesting about Ioannis that are compelling, that are gripping about him, right? Yeah. And, like... We just were drawn to that and not to Michael Brantley. Sorry, well, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: and Joe Sorry, Nathan Michael. apparently.
1: Jo- Joe Nathan, who was also not interesting in 2012.
2: He was. He was. He's was kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> he was? He was exiting the the interesting uh, portion of his of his career.
0: For sure, do you think? Basically, respect was to getting... Michael Brantley, he's like about like 10 wins better than Joannes. So, okay. well, that's fine. Okay, that's, fine. Well, that's a fun fact. Yeah, there you go.
1: And then I'll forget that within like 30
0: seconds. <laughs> right? Are you that, looking at Michael
1: Brantley factoids?
0: Here you go, similar batters through age 34 for Joannes Ryan Ludwig. Okay, there no. you go. We're not naming it the We're Ludwig not. <laughs> <Ludwig> family
2: barbecue. <sighs> Yeah, point taken, point taken.
1: Who else is interesting in baseball though? Just like taking away stats, like who else Mm -hmm. is fun and interesting in baseball right now?
2: That's a good way to think about it, right? Because we we can name all the people that were not, that weren't going to be that interesting, right? But like who can see, you know, people all plead, right? Oh, well, what about this guy? What about, you know, Lindor, right? Or what Mm -hmm. about, you know, we've, there are, it's not like these players don't exist, but obviously it is a smaller percentage, and so the fact that we ended up with, like, one of the most interesting is, is I guess, lucky. But, like um, – but, okay, so to answer your question, right. So, like, since since uh, Cespedes is, I mean, fringe active at this point, <laughs> we've only seen him play, like, two games in the last three years. Uh, I don't know, Jake, who, who, who compels you the most uh, right now? I
0: mean, you know – there's there's really two different types of compelling. There's, like, you're interesting because you're interesting on the field, and then there's interesting because you seem to be an interesting person, human being, right? And yeah. I think those overlap sometimes, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's, like, a third category, which I would say is Anthony Rendon, where, like, you are so boring as a human being that I'm am am fascinated cute. by you. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> He's under that category. Uh, I am incredibly interested in Mookie Betts. I would say, be- like, a lot of the Dodgers, Bellinger, Bets. Kershaw. Um, I'm super interested in like the development of Clayton Kershaw the person over the last decade and would like mm-hmm. read a whole book about it if he ch- ever chose to write it. Um once he stopped once he takes the towel off of his arms and decides <laughs> to write the autobiography. Uh and then like, you know, the obvious ones like Tatis, Jose Ramirez, I'm super interested in. Mm-hmm. Um those are just some names. I mean, you know, Acuna, obviously yeah. i mean
2: soto soto was everything we last like this oh, time yeah. last year it was all Juan soto all the time just tim honestly. anderson I mean, he's my favorite tim anderson is another good one um but yeah i mean like it's the guys that want to because like i feel like now the players if they want to show off and be themselves like they can do it if they want to promote that they do other things besides baseball they can do it right but they and- don't but they, but that's the thing. It's it's still a matter of, like, it's still not normalized, right? So I still think it's better than it was when we first knew. Like, I still think it's in a better place than we was in 2012. Can you um, imagine
0: if Tatis had done what Tatis did in 2012?
2: Right. Like, like you can't. I, I cannot. You can't.
0: Like, we obviously would have been like, this is great. But, like, the backlash would have been 20 times what it was. And, like, I think a lot of that is credit to a generation of players before Mm -hmm. you know Acuna Tatisoto etc and I you know said this a thousand times but I think Carlos Gomez is a huge part of that where it's like he was one of the first dudes in that era where like he was willing to take the stupid heat from old grumpy white baseball players and like he he did he you know like Brian McCann met him at home plate and Carlos Gomez told him to you know buzz off and like you don't necessarily get what we are fortunate enough to have now without that And, like, I think there's still, like, three or four more levels of development to go. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that is getting, like, more open-minded, more diverse, frankly, more Black and Latin coaches in clubhouses to kind of push that culture forward. Because if you look at why players don't want to be themselves – it's because authority figures in the team dissuade them from doing so. And, you know, Jordan and I talk all the time about how important it is that Machado is the father figure or the older brother figure for Tatis. The person who's in his ear being like, yeah, dude, have as much fun as you want. Versus if that person's like, you know, Whit Merrifield or Ben Zobrist, it's like, hey man, like you need to chill. Right.
2: Right. And honestly, like this was something, if you look at the Nats and Soto With Harper, like, this was an issue because Jason Worth was like, nope you can't be doing shit like this. Right. Yeah. And, but Soto didn't have to deal with that. And Soto is now, he I mean, Soto's so much better than everybody that it's like, it's hard to tell him he that he's doing can't. anything wrong. Um, but, which is great. And that's part of it too, is earning it. Like the reason why Tatis can do what he does is because he's one of the best players in the world. So like, it's some, there there is still like a bar to clear where like you have to also be awesome to be able to right. push, to pull it right. off. Because the then you're yeah. just Jordani Valdez right Right. and it's like uh like i i love that you're doing all this crazy shit but there's no way you're getting away with it because you suck
1: well that's the thing it's like people it's fun and entertaining for people especially the team when you're good but when you're not good you're just like what are you doing
2: right i still enjoy it i go back and forth on that right
1: because okay
0: there's joy in the singular moments right and it's like who's allowed to have fun (laughs) <laughs> you know like Such just like stupid. It, it, it comes off as goofy at times like you know i think of like in you know the nba if you have like a huge dunk and you're down 18 with two minutes left like that just lo- it just looks a little silly like i you know yeah. but policing that on like a team by team level of like how good you are how good the team is like how many games back they are in the standings like i don't That's mind that
2: I don't care and especially as a neutral fan like it's exhausting to even even all the progress we've made where we all accept like yeah bad flips are good and so and showing emotion is good like we get there and yet still when Marcelo Zuna homers against the Dodgers and takes a selfie running third the same Dodgers fans that love Max Muncy talking shit and love x y and z are like well that's a little over the line it's like oh. no no you can't have it both ways like just like yeah it sucks like I'd be pissed too if my team gave up a big home run but like it's, you right. keep, the double standard doesn't work, just let everybody do whatever the hell they want. It doesn't that's matter. The so are
1: obnoxious and emotional.
2: And well, that's
0: yes. like. This, this is my stubbed your toe theorem,
2: Jordan. Oh, oh sure. Yes. Yeah, this, is Lana, like, okay, so, this is a new one for oh. Jake. This is a new one. This is a new theory. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: So like, Lana, if you're around like a, a, do you have any nieces or nephews, Lana? Yeah. Okay. Like when you're around y- little kids, like you don't curse, right? Like, you know, not to curse, like, you know, right. to kind of, not do that. If you stub your toe really bad, and you like drop an f bomb around a kid, like that's not great. But like, it's generally you know accepted by those kids' You're- parents. Like, oh, that really sucks. Like, Lana really messed up her toe. Like, yeah, that's how I sure. feel about allowing a home run as a fan. Right? If you and like this is like when Machado got mad at, at the Dodgers in the DS round. Yeah, it was like. Yeah, he was mad because like, Bellinger made a great play. You know what I mean? Like right. in that moment, in those fifteen seconds after he proverbially stubbed his toe, like he's pissed. Like all rationality is out the window in his brain. Right. And as long as he doesn't do anything that's like blatantly immoral, like whatever, dude, I don't care. Like you're mad, you can be mad. That's fine. It's more and I think when fans are
2: both involved. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Exactly. That's great. Right. So like that's fine. Right. F-bomb, it is still bad. bomb
0: around your knees. Like whatever
1: this is what I don't understand about baseball because it's like Manfred's like, okay, maybe if I shorten the game by five minutes, more people will watch it instead of just like encouraging players to be emotional and care. Like the Joe Kelly moment this year was just like such like a fan rallying moment. And it was one of those weird things where it's like, I'm not a fan of people throwing at anybody. And if we look at Joe Kelly, the chances of him doing that on purpose are actually pretty slim, but he leaned into the moment and made like pouty faces at him.
2: Right. And that's fine. Like you say, like any, especially as a neutral, right. Like I don't, I don't care why you're making the faces or what you're doing. Right. And again, like you said, like, I don't want people throwing each other, but like all of that is still better. It's still better than just right. Walking back. It's still better for baseball. God got everybody talks. So many people were talking about that. Um, and so I agree with you. Yeah, for sure.
1: I just, like, we t- we have all of these weird and fun and interesting components of baseball. And those are the exact same things in baseball that everyone, you know, not everyone.
2: Old dude, it's getting baseball. so much better. It's getting so it's much, getting much better and I like better. it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I agree. I, I still it, think we made a lot of progress.
0: Yeah, it's been a lot of progress and I don't think it's, like, good enough to, like, say, oh, we're done, like, it's done. Like, the culture has been pushed forward and, like, we can be good here. Like, that's not the case at all. But I I do think it is worth kind of looking at it within the context of over the last decade and kind of how the game's developed. And I think that, like, the league was a half decade behind, maybe a little more in realizing this and encouraging the players to be themselves. I think at this point, in in some ways, that has started to change. Like, the league at least, like, they know, right? And a lot of the league's issue is that they copycat a lot of what the NBA wants is, right? Uh And, like, you can't just do that. But there is something to be taken from just, like, let the players cook. Let the interesting players be themselves and, like, don't impose rules or culture down upon them. And I think that that's gotten better. But the credit, again, the credit for that goes to the players themselves and the generation of players before the players we have right now.
1: So let's actually look at the unwritten rules of baseball. Love it. (laughs) And...
0: How, how can we do that if they spooky. don't
2: where are you I'm getting them at
1: right now there is a wikipedia page on the <laughs> unwritten rules of baseball so the unwritten unspoken rules of baseball are actually written down
2: i have no i did not know this wiki existed this is I, this is great
1: i looked this up like yesterday okay, and me. um okay there's a list <laughs> there's a list of unwritten rules for the batter and hmm. there's one unwritten rule for the fans.
2: But no, oh. okay, but but none for the pitchers. This is a great point, right? A lot of people. Oh, there's start two to realize for the this. pitchers. Oh, there are two for the pitchers.
1: There's like ten for the batters.
2: Okay, right. should, should we try to name them, Jake? Like, how, no, no. Let's. What do go you
1: through. think the <laughs> one unwritten rule for the fans is?
2: Don't wave. No, it's don't the bring a don't,
1: glove. Yeah, it be don't wave, but it's not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't bring a glove. <laughs> no, it's definitely don't talk about a no hitter. Yeah. Yes, that has to be it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Don't, wave. Don't <laughs> give
0: the ball to a kid.
2: Don't yeah. Okay, what uh, all right, so so do you are you gonna are you gonna list them off? I mean I'm I'm trying yeah. to think of because this is the thing, we, we always talk about this in like such generic terms,
1: mm-hmm. but
2: like defining these is actually good. So so yeah. please we're it, gonna it, read I, off gentlemen
1: rules okay. and I guess attempt to rank them in order of stupidity. They're okay. all gonna be stupid. Okay. But these are the written Unwritten, unwritten
2: rules. Okay, the, the written Wikipedia rules. Page. Not in the rule book. In the Wikipedia.
1: In the Wikipedia. Okay. Mm-hmm. For the batter, do not bunt to break up a no-hitter.
2: Mm-hmm. Here's
0: – okay, so that one is
2: – You Should we grade them? Should we rank them? Okay. How do you want to do this? I
0: think that one completely depends on the score of a game. If you're down 1-0 to zero in the eighth
1: – You should still be trying to score and win.
0: You can still – right. If you're down 12 to 0 in the eighth and you bunt, like, I guess you're a to loser. That's
2: over. what I would say. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm just, just going to say you're a loser. Yeah. Right. Just you're lame. just a lamester. Right.
0: Yeah. You're just a hater. I'm,
2: I'm not offended. I'm just like, wow, you, you, you're you lame. I would say anything more than 6 0 and you're lame.
1: I think that's I, fair.
2: That's, a, I that's think what I, I yeah.
0: still
1: within reach. And it's like toward the end of the game and it, you could still possibly come back and win the game. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, okay, so here's an important thing that I think we're gonna see, right? Like is the unwritten rule, like is breaking it cool or not cool, right? Like <laughs> right, okay. bunting,
1: bunting is to not- break
0: up a no-hitter is like a not cool. Like it's, it's no one cool. you're not watching that highlight, right?
1: Like if <laughs> I was my team who was getting no hit and they someone did a bunt, I'd be like, really? Like Bro- Right.
2: But okay. Ready? What about this? What if it was against the shift? What if you're, you know, Joey Gallo and you are trying to get it and even maybe you are down ten nothing, but you're just trying to get a hit because it's your, your, you know, you want to get hits so that your numbers are better so that you can make more money in arbitration. I think that's fine. I think that's fine. Interesting. Okay, cool. I think I agree. Okay. What's the next one?
1: Okay. Do not swing on a three O count when your team is ahead.
2: Nope.
0: Always swing.
2: Always swing. Swing every single time. Swing. Yeah, it just should be more three-o swings in baseball Here, in general.
0: Here's why the swinging is different than the bunting: because a no-hitter is an incredible accomplishment and like a notable baseball act. And like to somehow break up that no-hitter with a bunt in a game that is way out of reach is just kind of like whatever. Swinging is the default action. It is the batter's job. Yeah. It is Is their task, right? And to opt out of that task in a certain situation is goofy to me.
1: Yeah, that one, this one makes no sense to me.
2: Okay, terrible.
1: Even if you're up by like ten runs, like if you're, you should absolutely swing on a three zero count.
2: Yeah. Can like, I clarify
1: again.
0: something about the bunting? Yeah. If you if you're down 12-0 and you bunt to bring up a no hitter and you get a hit, I'm not like. I'm not going to cheer for you. It's totally fine. Like, you don't deserve to be ridiculed or right. thrown at.
2: Right. It's Definitely right. not. I like I just said, lame. it's just lame. It's just lame. That's really what it is. I'm just going to. Let's look at it like here. Okay, swinging in a three-hour count is fucking cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a rule breaking. It's way cooler. Way, way, way cooler. Agreed.
1: Okay. This one we're all going to agree on, and it's do not spend your time admiring a home run you hit
2: yeah i mean so cool it's ridiculous the, why you would you
1: absolutely admire anything. literally
2: who gives a shit like how, how, who? why what rush are you in anyway right oh no he spent 32 seconds going around yeah, the instead care. of 28
1: this is not a timed game yeah it's, last, like, <laughs> it's, four hours right.
2: it's not like you're dribbling out the clock this is not benefiting you in any way like i can't matter. believe you yeah like let you've you
0: talked
2: yeah. Jordan, you've talked about this
0: before, like hitting a home run in the majors is so hard. It's like so it is hard. such a hard thing to do, yeah. right? And that you should get to celebrate that when you do it. Yeah. Period. Yes, no, like in
1: yeah. the home run derby, it would be more fun if we had a competition on home run celebrations than actually watching them hit home runs.
2: That what do
0: you would want be, like the judges with the dunk yeah, contest? Sure, thing?
2: dude. Why not? I mean, it's not like the dunk contest is interesting anymore. Might as well just spice that up. I'd be fine with that. It should be. You know, it should be like you don't even have to have a separate competition. But at the end of your round, you can get bonus can get points. Like bonus by, points. Yeah. yeah, by how you bat flip at the on your last home run of the. Yeah,
1: and then getting creative with your really slow.
2: Trot? Do mm, you like carry the
1: with you? Like, are you doing the selfie? Are you pulling out props? Right, like in like people.
2: That's one of the best oh things God. in in MLB the show is they have all the insane going around the basis the animations where you can do like cartwheels and yeah, that's what they should do shit running around second, right? Well, no, not I, to I,
1: like hurt them themselves you. because that would be stupid, but something that you know that's the thing. Like
0: Max hurt. muncie like sprains his wrist doing you a can, backhand okay. swing uh, in the okay. home run. Hold on,
2: hold on, hold on. We just watched Cody Bellinger injure his shoulder, hitting a <laughs> imp- real important home run and celebrating. So I'm not going to crush the hypothetical home run derby celebrators for uh, getting hurt during that. Okay. True. But anyway, okay. Okay. What's next? What's next? Yeah, okay. That's a no brainer.
1: Yeah. No brainer. Do not steal bases if your team is ahead by a significant amount.
2: Okay so this one is this one really is, is extends back to, to to college too right or like is there also one about just like sending runners in general or that's the same kind of thing yeah it's the same kind of thing because it's like you're up a lot should we send the guy you know ball gets hit to center field the guy's on second and we hold him at third because we're up by 10 instead I think of just it's scoring which to try.
1: have this idea that if you're up by a significant significant amount you should
2: stop trying that's the problem. Like either you believe that there should be a mercy rule or right. you think, or you think all these are stupid. Okay. Like it's, so, it's really two things for me. In the big leagues, this unwritten rule is stupid
0: because any team is good enough. They're all adults here to come back from a big amount. It happens sometimes, right? It it's very happen. rare, but it does happen. And they're all capable of hitting a ton of home runs because it's the game we're playing. And especially in the juice ball, era, out like shit's crazy. In college, this is definitely a thing and should be a thing because there is a level of talent gap that mm. exists in college and high school baseball that does not exist in professional baseball. And like if you're a really good college team and you're playing a really bad college team that is like no funding and like twelve kids on the roster and you're like really good and you play that team and you go up 17 to zero in three innings, like you should not steal anymore out of because you're gonna win the game. So right. should the game just
1: end, or should you just be nice and let them try to score?
0: Well, there are that's funny. There are mercy rules that exist. Like, okay, so we beat a team my junior senior year, twenty seven to one. Okay, and if no one's having fun, first no. of all, no one's <laughs> having a good time. Because even the winning and, team wants it to be over. Yeah. So, like, if you steal a base and the game is twenty four to one, mm-hmm. what is the utility of that, right? <laughs> Nothing. No, right. you don't Especially feel Especially in college.
2: Especially in college. It's it like, doesn't
0: matter, right? And it doesn't enhance your chance of winning the game in a significant enough amount to do that. Right. And the pros, there's always a risk. Like, they're all getting paid millions of dollars.
2: Like, no right. one's feelings will be hurt. It's not and as that's if the like... the thing. Right. That's the thing, is that, like, you're getting paid to play baseball, so, like, I want you to play nine innings of baseball, right? So, like, yeah, you definitely don't need to steal the base when you're up by 10 in a major league game because it probably is not enhance your game winning. But like, you're still playing baseball because the whole point is that you're, you're playing the game. This is the same big thing to the stupid yeah, we're swinging not like 3-0. Yeah, like
1: stopping the game to make the other team feel good.
2: Right, it's like that same thing with the swinging three zero. is like, well, why am I going to stop playing baseball? Because I'm already winning? Like, that doesn't matter. Like, the whole reason we're here is to play baseball and there are people here to watch us play baseball. So like, if that's still within the rules i right. probably can't do that. Yeah, although I, you could say in some ways it's also kind of lame to steal when you're up by 10 what? in the sense where it's like, I'm not impressed because they're probably not holding you the same way, right? But I still think that it's, it's not like egregious.
1: But again, this is the pros and guys are making millions of dollars and stats count. So why should they not go for a hit or a steal when that could be beneficial to them? No, you're most? right.
2: Oh. Right, right, right,
0: exactly. No, I, I'm, I'm with in- you. My point is, I guess, in college, in front of like
2: eight people in the crowd there yeah, That's just the don't thing. be a That's jerk. these rules right. can adjust according to the level of uh, baseball and, we're playing and let's be let's make this point. This is a type of rule that probably originated
0: in the lower levels of baseball and funneled its way up as players like played with it in high school and college, and then they brought it up to the big leagues because. That's you know, I to. bet, right, like, you know, uh, Joe Morgan in high school was probably just, like, crushing people or whatever, and <laughs> was, like, the greatest player people had ever seen, and then he got to the pros, he was like, when I was in high school, like, we didn't steal when we were at bait runs, right. right? And then that, like, funnels its way in, I guess.
1: Right, because then you have, like, a star who's saying, you know, it's not appropriate to do these things, and that's going to have a trickle-down effect, right. where it's like, oh, this guy's, like, the best there is, and he won't even do this, so I I can't.
0: I'd be curious to see a breakdown of all of Ricky Henderson's steals based upon score of the game. There you go, Jordan. I'll I'll, I'll get on that.
2: Okay, yeah. It wouldn't be that hard, so you could probably figure that out pretty easily. That is a fun one.
0: Okay. Do not
1: swing at the first pitch of the at-bat if the pitcher has allowed back-to-back home runs. You should absolutely swing. Okay,
2: so this is interesting because this is more of a – This is more of a, like, strategy, like, well, actually, wait. That's insane. Never mind. That makes no sense. I (laughs) thought this was. You're thinking of the first two outs of an inning. No, 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 no. I'm thinking don't swing if a guy's walked, if it's two straight four pitch walks, right? Yeah, no. In that case, it's a strategy. No, this is insane. I've honestly never even heard this. This is ridiculous. Never heard this.
1: Uh, it's Wait, why the,
2: not? Can we try uh, to read, Can we try to logic our way through this? Well, do Out of respect you? for the pitcher,
0: they're just trying to get their way in the world, find their way in the world.
1: I, I'm really into Insane. how all of these unwritten rules are about like being kind and respecting people on the other
0: team to make sure they feel okay about themselves.
2: But it's dude, so it's weird. like it's not little
0: league. Like this is professional, this baseball. Is professional and, baseball, and this is
2: why all this shit is so backwards. Is I'm like, aren't you the same people that are like? Macho competitive assholes. Like, I don't get it. How can you yeah. be both and then be so worried about like respect? I don't know. <sighs> okay. Like, yes, I believe in the notion of respecting your opponent, but like not through these stupid rules. <laughs> that's not yeah,
1: I don't understand about. really
2: any of these. That's a terrible okay. one. Okay, what's next? Yeah,
1: that's really bad. Do not work the count if your team is winning or losing by a significant amount.
2: Now,
0: okay, can I? Okay, let me make a point. <laughs> I'll Make a point. A lot of these rules are exist to get people out of the game for the game to end in a swifter manner. If you notice that, right? If yeah. you're up by a lot or down by a lot, these unwritten like, rules. So
1: we can get out of here.
0: Yeah, right. it's like, come on, let's wrap this shit up, right? And Just this is again, to like, right. in a blowout game, like umpires like should usually have like a bigger zone in a blowout game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm fine with umpires fine doing with that. that That's right. fine. But like, no,
2: because again, (laughs) in the big
0: leagues, no, no, no. there's no
2: way. And everybody who's hitting, it's not just about like, oh, like the so-and-so, the starters trying to get extra hits for arbitration. Like the guys that are in these blow, especially the subs, it's like, that might be one of their only major league at bats of their life. Right, yeah. Some of these dudes that come in, like, why are we telling them how to treat? Like, there's no way. It's every, every pitch is the most important thing in the world for us, for some of these guys. So, no, insane, terrible, super mega thumbs down. Always work the count. Always work the count.
1: Okay. This one feels more like a superstition to me. It says, do not rub the spot where you were hit by a pitch. Or maybe just like medical.
2: I've ne- Okay.
0: I've heard this one.
2: Okay. You
0: have? I have heard this. Don't rub it. Don't rub it. That's the thing that you'll hear people say, don't rub it.
2: But but is that a superstition or is that that medical advice?
0: That's like a superstition macho BS thing. Like That's not, it's not medical advice either. What is the
1: context in which you learned this one?
0: You would, okay, so what you're implying is like some middle school coach sat me down and said, listen, son, if you want to be tough, don't rub your... I'm not
1: implying anything here. I'm just wondering where you
0: heard this. You just hear people, like, in a college game, in a high school game, like, if they get hit by a pitch, it's like, don't rub it. We got ice. Don't rub it. Like, it's just, like, it's – which doesn't make sense. But, like, it's just chatter. That's just chatter. Like, if okay. you get hit and you want to, like, massage your pain, do it. This is not an unwritten rule. This is just like a dumb baseball fake superstition. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm just confused as to how this made its way onto the wiki. I don't Very know. Strange.
1: I'm not in charge of Wikipedia. Okay. But you're not. Do not walk in front of a catcher or umpire when walking to the batter's box.
2: Okay. So, so
0: guys will usually walk behind. Right. That's true. And so the the, like if you're a lefty, that,
2: say you're a lefty coming from third base dugout, lefty hitter coming from third base dugout, you're probably going around is the point. And that's safety
0: because if you're going through there, usually what you'll have is the catcher throwing down or there's the final pitch of the warmup. And so you just don't want to cross fire into that path. And then walking in front after the fact, you don't want to kick dirt on the plate because then the umpire is going to clean it off. And umpires are super weird about the plate. Which is like half BS, questionable, unwritten rule stuff, and also like they do need to see it in order to do their job. Right. To me, That's, this is this is a, a in the middle. Like, just walk behind, and if you don't, it's fine.
1: Well, and I feel like the next one kind of is the same thing. It says, um, "Do not stand on the dirt near home plate when the pitcher is warming up."
2: This yeah. is a real one. Oh, okay. oh, oh! Like, like during the six warm-up pitches in between innings. Okay, yes. Yes. And I was thinking about this too, when um, there are some batters during, I don't know if this is the same, but there's some, but like Miguel Sano stands so far out of the on deck circle. Like is Renato Nunez does this. Yeah. Almost directly behind home. I think it's a little bit different, but okay. So, so why not? I mean, again, is it just like a, I mean,
0: that player is trying to get ready to play and like, this to me is the equivalent of like chirping someone during like sh- basketball shoot around. <laughs> it's it's just kind of a, like if you're getting close enough to the pitcher during their warmups. It is an abnormal enough choice. Like it is a choice to do that, right? And I think that it is hilarious to do it. I think Soto did this to Adam Kalaric mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the postseason last yeah, year and it was super it? funny it was really funny but if i'm choleric, it's like i'm trying to get ready here like can you get out of the way <laughs> i think both it's both fine to be annoyed that someone is like in your field of vision while you're trying to get ready and also i think from time to time it's fine to throw the pitcher off you know what this is like this is like in the nba if a guy's shooting a free throw and you're on the other team like about to box out and you're like talking to the guy shooting the free throw <laughs> right it's yeah, like I mean, both annoying and like kind of funny
2: i mean you're right. still behind the catcher. like it's not like you're actually in the way but you're in more of the line of vision i guess um but yeah it's i think those are fair comps it is a if funny you're one.
0: a pitcher and that messes you up enough you're not locked in
2: anyway <laughs> yeah you're probably right That's exactly.
0: true. i
2: agree i agree okay
1: do not assist a member of the opposing team
2: in what
0: in general
2: assist do not assist what could this mean what like literally what could this mean
0: foul ball near the dugout uh guy goes over the railing to catch it you're not supposed to catch the guy (laughs) if he's on the (laughs) let him fall on his
2: head uh there is that's so funny
0: i guess that's it it's so funny because all of
2: these all of these rules we've done so far a lot of them imply respecting the opponent. And then we get to this one, which is like, okay, but don't,
1: absolutely help. not. Don't
2: help them, just <laughs> respect them from a distance. From a distance. <laughs> what could this mean? This is really weird. Um, is there a citation?
1: That's what I'm looking at.
2: Okay, what could this mean? Could this mean,
1: okay, the citation is from a Yahoo article. So I'm going to look at that up now.
2: Is it just being like, don't throw the game. Don't don't be shoeless Joe Jackson and please do not. Hey, he didn't throw the game. Sorry. Don't you're right, he didn't. His friends did, and he was just named Shoeless Joe, so everybody remembers. Uh don't, you know, take money from a sketchy group to play not your hardest in a World Series game. Is that basically what they mean? Okay. Feels like a written okay, okay,
1: rule. Okay, okay. I've got I've got more information based on this Yahoo article from two thousand ten.
2: Perfect. Good. Good. That's yep.
1: That's about right. Okay. But peak. So, that's
2: when all these rules are peaking. So yeah, it's good.
1: Yeah. Okay. So don't, I'm assuming this is the rule. Cause there's like 10 in here. Don't help mm-hmm. the opposition make a play. This, this has to be the same one, right? And yeah. in, in, in parentheses, bracing them from falling into the dugout, etc.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. See, that's so funny because I feel like it is the opposite. When I watch these plays, it is usually the opposite that happens. Like,
0: If anything, there is a noticeable difference between a guy going into his own dugout and the opposing dugout. That's true. There is a slight delay if it's the opposing dugout. However, certainly, certainly guys will help anybody going over the railing. I just that's a dumb rule.
1: I feel like like human instinct will kick in at some point (laughs) if someone's like diving into your dugout Exactly. Oh, hang on. I will
2: say though, it's a combination of like if a guy's going over. If he's trying to make a play, on one hand, you maybe are trying to the human instinct is like to help this guy not fall on his head, but also you could like if it's your home dugout, they're probably going to help brace your impact, but also want to get out of the way so that you can make the play in the first place. Whereas if it's if it's an opponent coming into your dugout, maybe you don't move so that it's harder for them to make the play, but then also let them fall on their head. I don't know, very no, weird. No, because I, the play. players
0: yeah. making. Okay, if you help someone going over the railing, you're all you're doing is preventing injury. You're not actually assisting in the catch or not. And so at that point, it's like, just make sure people don't get hurt. Right. So here's the example. Ooh, good. In
1: 1998, Dodgers left fielder Matt Luke braced Arizona's Andy Fox as the third baseman staggered into the LA dugout while chasing a pop fly. He knew the code, and P.S. code is in capital C. <laughs> he knew oh, the code. code, but he had also been Fox's roommate in multiple levels of the Yankees minor league system and was so tight with him that Fox had served as an usher in his wedding. Even then, he had his limits. I waited until he made the play, said Luke. I wanted to prevent an injury. We're competing out there and not for one second do I want to help the opposition, which literally goes directly against every single other unwritten
2: <laughs> that is so
0: weird. So he's like, Yeah, I wouldn't. No in way. the moment, in the moment if you're in the dugout and there's a pop fly and you see the first baseman coming over, you're not like, Oh, that guy was at my wedding. You're like, <laughs> You're like, I should oh, get the a fuck person. out of the way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but also, yeah. like,
0: Oh, how well do I know that guy? Like, did I play with him in the minors or no?
1: Did, are we like best friends? Okay, oh, yeah. I guess I'll help him a little bit, but not fully
2: okay yeah, that ball's, Go ball's gonna need okay. some serious hang time for that amount of uh, deliberation
1: okay do not speak to a pitcher who is in the process of throwing a no hitter mm.
2: yes that's a good honestly one. it feels one. like pitchers even just pitchers that are doing well no one's talking
1: yeah to just gnome. don't talk to if, them
0: if you're pitching if you're starting and you don't want someone to talk to you you get yeah, that
1: yeah exactly
0: kershaw yeah. is like that all the time
1: all the time do not talk to him it's not gonna it's end funny up.
0: and it's weird and like I can make, like, okay, so here we go. We talked about this on our podcast today. Like, the Bellinger-Homer in game one, where they were doing the foot tap stuff, if mm-hmm. you watch and he goes into the dugout, everyone is laughing and smiling, and Kershaw is not. Like, he's just in the, in the pack, <laughs> like, just no reaction. You're totally, if you're a pitcher and you're throwing a no hitter, you should have the right to be silent. People should I be
1: silent. You should have that right no matter how you're pitching. No matter
0: what. I think, even as a person. Yeah, if I'm a person, a I, don't want, if I don't want you to talk to me, you're not allowed <laughs> to talk to me.
2: By the way, this usually applies to, to hitters too. If they don't have any hits in the game, you probably don't want to talk to them either because they're pretty, yeah. pretty pissed off. So yeah. it applies both ways.
1: Okay, so that was the end of the batting unwritten mm-hmm. rules according to Wikipedia. Now we have two for the pitcher. Um, a pitcher who is removed from the game in the middle of an inning must stay in the dugout until the end of the inning. Who cares?
2: <laughs> this is okay. So this is interesting. I've I thought know about this. they lot. would want
1: to leave unless they're hurt.
2: I've thought about this a lot, but that's true in, unless they're hurt. Now I think this is interesting because usually they're staying because they're going to find out if. if their game is right. worse or better than it was when they left, which is one of the weirdest baseball well, things. Usually, is, right? yeah, if
1: you're leaving in the middle of an inning, it's probably because someone's on base, right? and right. you probably want to see if that person's going to score or not.
2: Exactly, and that's probably mostly selfish, so I don't know if that applies more. I mean, maybe, Jake, you can speak more to this, but I think that's just you want to see what happens to your run as yeah. much as, like, you have to stay. I
0: don't think you should have to. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: Right. I agree. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It, if you want to, what you don't want to do is the following. Your team is up six to four. You're in the game. You let up a run. You walk two guys, you get pulled and you throw your glove and you storm down to the locker room. That's a selfish, that's baby. That's a baby move. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're just go to the locker room and you're like, Oh, you know, I'm going to get my throwing it. Am I stretching? Whatever. That's fine. Basically, this rule is: don't be selfish after you get pulled. Sure, that's fair.
1: Okay,
2: yeah. not the worst one.
1: A pitcher should not indicate displeasure if one of his fielders commits an error.
2: Ooh, I think this I
1: is. Agree with this.
2: This is a good one. This is funny too because, like, depending on the context, I like when, like, a pl- like a, a you know infielder screws up and they'll show when they because obviously they always pan to the, the pitcher immediately and so like his reaction sometimes you'll see like the restraint the restraint because of I mean I never thought about this as a rule but just as of a like I'm like, so mad but like cool. like, <laughs> like, okay like gotta, gotta lock back in but I don't know Jake how many errors have been made behind you you play oh, millions, baseball millions, sure.
0: <laughs> sure, I mean Big importance between screaming fuck and screaming fuck
2: you. Right. Ooh, but no okay? screaming. <laughs> right.
0: But right. I, because if you're mad at the, if you're if you can be some mad some the situation. Yeah, okay. you can be mad, but if you don't want to be attacking a person,
1: especially for an error, which is obviously just a fuck up, and they're obviously going to feel bad anyway.
2: It's not like immoral to boot a ball. Here's another. Here's another case of this though, because we're talking about like errors made behind the pitcher. Now, pitchers will be very expressive when they allow homers, right? Because they mm-hmm. fucked up, right? It's like, oh, like, ah, you know, we've seen all of sure. there. And that's funny. We love tracking dinger, pitcher reactions, whatever. But what about the catcher when the catcher reacts to the pitcher giving up the homer because that is a hilarious thing too. And it honestly fits in this category where it's like the catcher is probably not supposed to be like, oh, you dumbass. You just <laughs> hung the slider. <laughs> oh, too. Like, how did that happen? But there are some catchers that are so expressive. And I love it. Obviously, it's hilarious. But hey, – Severino. Oh, yeah. Severino's is a great one. But even like there have been some in this postseason where I see it. And I get it. There I mean, was the
0: Darno on the Bellinger homer in game seven. You see him like drop his head and you know, right. stuff like well, that. So that's there are
2: like. two that
0: come to my mind that you have not brought up. Okay. One is if you're a runner, you should not run across the mound.
2: I thought that was going to come up. Yeah. This was the whole Dallas Braden. Right?
0: Yeah. I have no problem with running. Don't run on the mound over the spot where the pitcher pushes off or lands because those two areas are, are cherished by the pitcher. They are, uh, nurtured by the pitcher to be as they are, very specifically, and any meddling with that, a pitcher has to like fix it. What or
1: situation would make them run across the mound?
0: A guy is stealing second, ball down the right field line. He, uh, the runner's going hard to third, realizes it's foul, and and running back cuts across the mound, yeah, or third, even first. just
2: coming back to the third base. After a ground out. I mean, they they feel like they usually go in front. In front. Like on the grass. On the grass. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you run on the back of the
0: mound, whatever, that's fine. I mean, my college coach, like when we would do practice, like we would do pitcher practice, uh, like PFPs on the mound, we wouldn't wear cleats. Like we would wear flats so that we didn't ruin the mound. Like if you were working on manicuring the mound, like you weren't wearing cleats. Like people are weird about their mounds, especially in college. This is another college high school one because like mounds are expensive to keep up like for them to be good. And so for when it rains, it doesn't totally get screwed up. In the big leagues, it's different obviously because you have you know huge crews, but this might be another top up or bottom up one for that reason.
2: Is there another one you said you thought
0: of? When you get pulled by your manager, Look them in the eye and hand them the ball.
2: (laughs) Okay. So not what Trevor Bauer did in Kansas City. The opposite of what Trevor Bauer did. (laughs) Okay. All right. So that is like what we're trying to not do. Yeah.
0: Well, but it was so funny. It was so funny. And also (laughs) like for him to do that to Terry Francona was like. Really. (laughs) Hilariously. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like. I don't know. It's like, I guess that to me, if we're looking at like what, okay, what signifies respect? I guess, mm-hmm. right? Not, and they're all the these, ball to the outfield. Well, well, there are all these dumb guidelines that we've gone over, like, which don't actually signify respect. And I right. would say that, like, in a moment where you're being pulled, it is respectful to humble yourself in the moment and, like, just kind of, Absorb that disappointment until later. Do you Does think that make sense?
1: it's fair to like argue your point though to stay in?
0: Oh,
2: 100%, 100%, 100%.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. 100%. But once and they start. And then decide. if he's like,
1: no, you're coming out, then you don't be a baby. Well, about it.
2: Also, I'd say that in general, pitchers have a 0.00001% all time success rate of staying in the game when they want to. Like, yeah. like <laughs> nobody wins that argument. Almost, it happens like three times a season. So yeah. like, um, or at least publicly. It's also right like
0: the in the pitcher's best interest, mm-hmm. if they're getting cold and they agree with it, to like not tick off their manager. Like you have to exist, coexist with this person all yes. year. If if they're taking you out of game, like wouldn't you want to just stay on their good side and like just hand them the ball?
2: I will say though, this brings up something that I've thought a lot about this, uh, this postseason, which is different managers walks to the mound and how fast they walk because dave roberts is hustling even when when they're winning and when they're losing he is a quick boom grab you know slap on the butt good job out of here right Mm -hmm. some guys it's a lot more deliberate like god damn it like this like this some of the bad teams like when garden hire was doing uh pitching changes this year (laughs) It was just, like, take your sweet time. Just, like, let the pitcher really feel how shitty he did. Uh, but Roberts is, like, in and out, man. Like, let's let's get this over with.
0: Get this show on the road. My college coach was, like, huge. Like, he was, like, 6'5". And so he had, like, huge steps, right? But when he went to go pull someone, it was like he was walking on a treadmill. It felt like the longest amount of time ever. Right.
2: I would just I wish the problem is that the TV cameras aren't consistent. Like I would totally if I had a camera consistently cast on that. That's the thing. If I had a camera that was consistent from, you know, first step out of the dugout to when they grab the ball, I would love to know which managers have the longest and shortest times uh because I think it's I I would I would guess that it is more drastic than we might think.
1: I miss the old um Postseason MLB TV thing where we had all of those different camera angles.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 And you
1: could just click around. Not that I used it that often, but it was just like a weird thing to have. And why can't we have that back?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I imagine it's just fewer people in the stadium this year. But did it exist last year? I don't know. No, I, I think it just feel really like it's better too. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know because that—that's the kind of thing where it's like if we really want, like, like they have like the you know the LeBron cam. It's like, all right, I'm just gonna watch this game and just watch what LeBron's doing. I don't—the the, the actual game doesn't matter. Like, I need that for the managers because they do it. Clearly, they have a camera on the manager for most of the game anyway, and they just cut to it when they cut to it. But
1: speaking yeah. of fewer people in the stands, can we all agree that it's absolutely insane that there are fans in the stands yes. for the yes. theory? Exactly. And they're doing. we have up- talked level.
0: about this at length. The Rick, the, the, the Randy Rosarena moment highlighted how goofy it is too to me like with the fan throwing the glove on the field yeah Which think not no, it's not a bubble if you want you can't both call it a bubble and have fans there it's just not how it works
1: like we didn't go we opted out of going to the bubble this year and if we had opted in we would have had to be we would have had to quarantine with the team in a hotel here for like I think at least a week before we would even leave for Texas, they're all in a bubble in a hotel without like anybody else staying there. And um, it's just weird that they would go through these immense links and then just put people out there. And I right. know that they're not within six feet of them, but like they're throwing gloves on the field. There are people there. Like, it's just weird. It doesn't make sense to me.
0: No, I'm not ready to watch it either. Like it, I don't know. It just makes me uncomfortable. It's just, it's just disappointing.
1: It is disappointing.
2: I mean, right. It's, uh, It's, people are
1: traveling to go there too, which is like not a great.
2: Right. That's the whole problem. And also like, it's, it just felt inconsistent too. Like it was insane that it, I think there should be no fans at all. So let me just state that it felt crazy to have it for the CS for one of the CS's and not the other, just because Texas happens to be like, fuck it. Like that (laughs) that doesn't make any sense. Like that honestly doesn't feel, if we talk about how not having fans is a competitive advantage, disadvantage, whatever, like that feels like a significant thing to suddenly only having one series and not in the other. I mean, there's a lot against the season, but that felt weird. And
0: like having the world series in Texas because their government's like, fuck it yeah it, like that is not like MLB is not making its own moral stance about the like the safety of having fans there. It's just taking advantage of a relatively lax and as we've seen, bad
2: plan <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> look at the numbers. right Well,
1: that's the thing. If they were doing it here, there wouldn't be fans.
2: Right. Nothing of course. I here. wish it was a peco. Well, Bro, if
0: if like the New Zealand government or the Korean government was like, we think there should be fans, I'd be like, Yeah, like these people crushed the pandemic response. Like we totally trust them. But I'm talking we're talking about Texas.
1: We're talking about Texas where cases are literally spiking and they're just like, Oh yeah, it yeah. could be fine.
2: Right. Yeah, you know, I've
1: friends who are literally flying out there yeah. to go to the game. And I'm just like, mm-hmm.
2: And I listen. I hope, listen. I know we've been my
1: family like for Christmas this year, probably because I'm not flying to Texas. Like, right, but, but sure. People
2: feel like they need to go. Yeah, it's it's it just encourages all the wrong behavior, and also you like, know, yeah. I'm so happy it's
0: not like Red Sox Cubs in like 2004. Can you imagine?
2: Oh, oh, you mean like the number of people that would have
1: there are gone? people who would be flying out there and just standing outside. The stadium. Just but the
2: weak. thing is, there definitely are Dodgers fans doing that. I mean, I know it's not the same yeah. as the Red Sox or Cubs, but, like, they are probably thinking of it as the same way. So, um, no, it's, it sucks. It's stupid. Thumbs down. Thumbs? Dumber than all the unwritten rules, somehow. <laughs> That's a bad written rule. Lack <laughs> of a rule. How about that?
1: Yeah, I have not been impressed with their um, approach to really any of this this year. They were just kind of like, yeah, all the teams can just kind of figure it out.
2: I'm honestly stunned we've even made it this far. And I hope that we can get through the end of the World Series with at least all the players being safe and healthy. And obviously <laughs> the fans know. too, but the fans but... that are there are choosing to go. So that's...
1: We had the Marlins in the postseason, so it wasn't a total waste. Oh, yeah.
2: Go Lins. I miss them. That was. I miss the Lins. That was awesome. The fighting Jeters.
1: I feel like I'm enjoying baseball more again now that I can like take a step back and just enjoy weird stuff like that and players. Cause it was just, I got so immersed in all, like, I'm still immersed in Dodgers, but like, it was just like life or death and I couldn't even enjoy anything outside of that bubble for so long. And now I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I can really fully enjoy the Marlins just
2: weirdly making That's good. I know it's, it's been a pleasure to have uh, Lana Barry just back on the timeline, I gotta say. I know it's not that new now, but still.
1: I That's was insane. gone for a really long time. You we were,
2: I know, it was. It's, I envy again. that. We, we made it through.
1: <laughs> and <did> a break.
2: <laughs> That's true, we could use it. Maybe Jake and I should take shifts. You should maybe take- we should. Maybe we should like do a situation where it's like, all right, I am totally logging off for two weeks.
1: Well, Go especially in the off season. Mm-hmm
0: i
2: agree let's do it there you go we just made (laughs) a plan for it lana you could sub in for us
1: yeah i'll sub in who cares no one will notice (laughs) but um yeah like i think being off twitter as much as i was was so significantly helpful for my mental health (laughs) and physical health you know i think the combination of i mean you obviously know like what happened in the 2017 World Series, and that, like, killed my will to live, but, you know, I think the fact that we had, you know, all the Trump crap, and, like, everything in our country just went to shit, kind of all at the same time, and then And the World Series, like, ripped my heart out. And it was one of those things where it was like, nobody on Twitter understands what I'm personally going through. And every single thing that people think is funny is actually very hurtful to me right now. So I just need to take a step back. And I did. And it was great.
2: You're inspiring like to log the fuck off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's just like, it's just like literally doing other things, like if it's I just like you know
1: anything else is
0: it's it's not even like I don't become exhausted by what I see on Twitter in a lot of ways, like that doesn't necessarily, that like the I don't mind the discourse enough like i as someone for whom like like I'm none of this is like personally attacking me obviously i'm not I'm like privileged enough where that's not the case right so it's like for me it's just as simple as like I don't want to be looking at a screen all the time. And like I just want to like go read a book or I want to go hop on my bike or I like want to go you know sit in the park. You like it's it's way more about that. Time. Right. How and often you know I think
1: on on Twitter or even looking at a screen. Like what are you doing all day? Me? Yeah, personally. What
0: are you doing all day? Um, honestly, riding my bike. <laughs>
2: Like, Certainly, the last, especially the last like month, right? Or last month,
0: I'm riding like three hours a day. I don't know.
2: Even in just New York City, he's just yeah, I, around his apart- little apartment, just
0: he's around the block <laughs> a thousand times, just looping. Yesterday, I did eight loops around Central Park. Like, you know, it's very cathartic. But like, yeah, I know that I mean, cooking, making elaborate meals in this weird day and age cooking, making my cooking skills better. No. Yeah. You know, yeah. I yeah. think that's kind of productive.
2: Yeah. He's doing better than I am. But I, have, I guess I have a higher Spanish. tolerance for it. I'm
0: going to try and learn Spanish for the thousandth time <laughs> after being over a thousand trying to learn Spanish. God. So bad. I'm so bad at it. I literally lived in the Dominican Republic for three months and just not, did not it help at all. That's
1: because I learned, I spent years learning French and Spanish and I was so good at both of them, but it just like did not stick in my brain. Like the mm-hmm. second I was done, it was just like like pooped itself out of my brain and I don't remember any of it.
0: See, Jordan and I really got a bad balance because we went to Jewish elementary school and middle school, right? And so it's like, we just learned Hebrew. Like we never had Spanish classes. It was so never it's required. like never required because we we're taking Hebrew as our language. So like my first Spanish class was in freshman year of college, and I was already at that point. I was e- screw. It. <laughs> like you, you have to be. You don't learn languages when you're 18 unless you're like John Morosi or whatever. Well, like, you have to. Your my brain just doesn't work like that. But I'll keep trying.
1: I like I'll the Lingo app. I've played with that a little bit.
0: I splurged for freaking Rosetta Stone. Didn't even my help. God.
1: You're serious. Just all in on learning he means
2: business. Maybe try something new. Maybe just try Swahili. See if that sticks better. Yeah. Than Spanish. Probably not, but maybe. Why not?
1: <laughs> okay, any predictions for the rest of this World Series? Oh,
2: I just mind. hope it's six or seven games. David trying Price to maximize us- back in. <laughs> but demands to play for the Rays. whoa his his original team
0: and manfred allows it under rule 82 (laughs)
2: section c it's it was a covid it was a late covid edition just like how they change the number of the postseason teams after the season starts they're like actually
1: actually we're just gonna
2: price is on the raise yeah players can return to the team that originally drafted them
1: that would actually be really fun
2: yeah yeah be a cool wrinkle.
0: It's like, you know, I don't watch wrestling, but I feel like in wrestling, you never know what's going to happen. It's like, oh, this person who thought was dead is like now jumping out of the rafters, you know? Right. Uh,
2: Posies and roster rules seem to limit that, but maybe we'll we'll, uh, throw that that, yeah, uh, like you're allowed
1: yeah. to have a certain number of guys on your postseason roster, but they didn't have to be on a regular season roster. Mm-hmm. It can be anybody that you'll sign Listen, for like this certain series.
2: Both of these or, teams desperately need another starting pitcher, so yeah, I don't see why not. Lana, I, ask I, you question.
0: Yeah. When the Dodgers lost in 2017, your disappointment anger level was like a 10, right? Yes. Do you think Higher that like that. the pan? Higher than that. Do you think that like the reality of the pandemic uh and kind of the general state of twenty twenty and all that means, if the Dodgers lose, you have A gained more perspective, or B, it just feels and is less important because of the times we live in, and therefore you will be like an eight.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot that plays into this, including the fact that like, it won't directly affect us as much because he's has a different position with the Dodgers. So there's just less on the line for us anyway. So it already doesn't feel as like, like, you know, life ruining if they lose, but yeah, it's, there's just so much going on right now. And it was like a weird season and I'm just like, don't have the emotional capacity anymore (laughs) to be perfectly honest. (laughs) <laughs> that like i would be disappointed and sad but i don't even think it would be on on like the same planet as what i felt yep. then because in yeah. 18 i didn't feel that way because it was like we didn't even think they were going to make the postseason at all <laughs> so that was just kind of like a weird surprise that happened when they made the world series 17 sucked because they almost won and also
2: boston was way better so oh yeah a- and
1: boston was way better like our expectations were very low But like in 17, our expectations were very high and it was very close and the Astros cheated. So that's like something that just kind Mm. of, it's like lingering pain. Um, But I don't think, yeah, there's just too much going on now. And so much has happened since then that I'm like, I don't have it in me to even be that upset
2: this year. That's fair. That's fair. Although if it does happen, it'll still be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it would be cool. I don't know like it would be weird because it's like how do we even celebrate
0: well but- i think that's a i think that like it's that's like a valuable dose of perspective like i i think everyone could stand to remember that like we love sports and they're great and baseball's awesome and i want my team to win but like it doesn't matter like the it really like it it matters because people pour their time and effort and love and you know money into things yeah but it's not life and death
1: it's not life and death and also it's just I think that's what's helped me enjoy it again because it Mm -hmm. and I think that's what helps me enjoy sports more in general is since you know really since Twitter has helped me enjoy sports more than I did growing up because it becomes more about like I can just root for individual people and like weird fun things to happen and it's not so much tied to even though I still feel like my team's failures because all my teams suck. But, you know, it's not so much that even though like the universal fan experience is lost because only one team wins in every sport every year. Right. So it's just like, it actually makes sports more enjoyable when you're just like, okay, this isn't so serious. Like the Astros fans that just spend hours a day defending the Astros is just mind-boggling to me it's like because your identity gets so attached to like certain athletes and teams that you feel like it's your responsibility to like hold up something for them
2: but at the same time like I mean I I agree that Astros fans defending is exhausting and whatever but like that would suck if you win the world series and you find out your team's cheating like that's a miserable Terrible, shitty just, thing oh, to happen. Just
1: be like, this really sucks.
2: Right, and so and obviously it's hard. It's clearly the the louder people are not that, and so. But I, I, but at the same time, I feel for the people that do because it is like well, that is when you, your team finally wins, and that's it doesn't it happens. Like, that
1: doesn't help. That the Astros themselves are just like, oh, people just hate us. Well,
2: right, exactly. Like they're
1: if korea if Correa came out and was like, we feel like we have something to prove this year, to prove that we are like a good team mm-hmm. and that we can win, I'd be like, cool.
0: Right, there was a way to spin the narrative. Yeah, they could have been. They do, but no one ever. And they kind of did. And they kind of did prove it.
1: Yeah, cool. But like, to come out and act like you just have a bunch of haters who are trying to like keep you down—just
2: like (laughs) get out of here. Right. No, that was that was senseless. But I also think the point you made before is also so true because like we think about the teams, the long suffering, Oh, my team sucks. And, you know, we're Mariners and Orioles fans and they suck. But like every most 98% of fan bases end the season being really sad. <laughs> so because oh, like, Even the teams that win a bunch, even the giants, even the Patriots fans, even yeah. the stupid Lakers and Celtics and all the people that win all the time. Like yeah, they, they are also that. right. right. I, yeah, like, that's
1: like the crazy thing to me is it's right. like, right. Even the, teams who win most of the time when they don't win they're still really mad
2: it's killer. I mean just look at the Yankees like obviously I don't think yeah the people that if you're you know over the age of 30 and you're a Yankees fan like yeah you probably did have a lot of fun times when you're so it's like yeah I feel less bad for you whatever but it's still like yeah it does suck to, <laughs> to watch your team lose when it's supposed to be good so it doesn't change just because of uh, what's happened in the past okay so.
1: This drives me to my last question before we go, because mm-hmm. this is something that you posed on Twitter and I think we should talk about it because we're on opposite ends here. Is it worse to almost make it and lose
2: mm-hmm. or mm-hmm.
1: is it worse to never, never be there off at all?
2: Yeah. So the one to, to specify, although we can broaden this, this question, this sure. was the question I asked on Twitter, which is basically, would you rather have your team lose 18 straight postseason games? which is what happened has happened to the twins still active or be a Mariners fan like me and have your team not make it for 20 years at all. Um, right. What's worse? I mean, listen, it's, it's, just a, it's, an expectations thing, right? Like either you losing when you're in it hurts more than losing when you're not. I think that's fact, right? But <sighs> if you want a team that's good, like you'd still rather have that. So that's the thing. I'm, I, 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 That's kind of the the way I look at it, but I still don't feel that strongly about either side.
0: Perhaps there is privilege in my following statement, but I find it very sad to measure life in pain. Right? Like if it's like, which of these scenarios creates less pain, Okay. less pain, is as a fan with relative sports pain, whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. Mariners dumb versus twins dumb. And I would say there's less pain as a mariners fan, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not the be all and end all of how you're going to score that.
2: Because right, the other spectrum so is more... sports happiness, right? Sports happiness and, and twins. Sports, hope. Mm-hmm. sports hope. Sports
0: hope. Sports mm-hmm. hope. Right? Mm-hmm. Twins fans, every time they make the postseason, they say it's our year. And they might not believe it to their core. Some do, some don't, but they say it's our year. And you say it's your year because you believe in your team, whether that's rational or not. So, Mariners fans can't even say it's their year. They don't have the ability to hope within the context of sports. Does that make sense? They, like, And on top of that, because the Twins have made the postseason, they have gotten fun regular season moments. The likelihood right. of having fun baseball right. games between April and September
2: is so much higher than the Mariners. Mm-hmm. We still have moments, but still. Well, and I would also say, like, like you said, it's about hope. But the thing I always think about with the Mariners finally making it is I just want to see them celebrate making it. I don't even care what happens in October at that point. And the Twins fans have gotten to watch their team make the postseason nine times and celebrate after a regular season game in September. We made it. We're going to October. Our season is not going to end on September 30th.
0: That hey, look, my alone.
2: starter's drunk. On exactly. TV. Exactly. That alone sounds like the coolest thing in the world. And this is why I'm also curious for both of you. I know, Lana, you're now more Dodgers than Rangers, obviously. Yeah. But, like, had a lot of Rangers success. Now they suck and they're mm-hmm. going to suck for a while. Orioles, obviously, were, like, the, one of the most winningest teams. And now they suck. So, like you've both experienced both ends of the spectrum in a short amount of time. Well, so
1: I mean, I experienced the Rangers being bad basically my entire life.
2: Right. So you said before the, until thing.
1: 2010. Right. And I think it was weird cause it was like, they went from being really bad and then all of a sudden they went to the world series and my expectations were so low, but I was still really upset. And then obviously 2011 happened and I thought that was like the worst sports loss ever until right. 2017 but it was so much more fun watching them play because there was a chance that they could win even though the losses hurt so much worse. So like when they blew it in like 2012, 2013, Mm -hmm. that hurt worse besides like 2011, which was already the worst, like those three years, like, Hurt more than like any sports experience in my entire life.
2: 11 so, is worse than 17 for you. I mean, I know. No, 17 is worse
1: for me. Okay. Now.
2: But, right. Well, at the World time, right.
1: I always say that like the 2011 World Series like, put me out on the ledge and 2017 pushed me off. When I was like, I <laughs> wow, can't that's dark, sports. but it's really dark. Yeah.
2: But <laughs> I mean, few people have had the experience, have to experience both of those in a very personal <laughs> way. <laughs> That's so very it's rare. Playing in the
1: Rangers stadium, yeah.
0: Right.
2: Well, that, oh you're, God,
0: to answer your question, I think it digs to the bottom of why do we root for teams? Like, why do sports, like, why do we like sports, right? And I think for, for me, and maybe I think for a lot of other people, it digs into this idea of, like, you want to experience this team with so many other people around you, right? So, mm-hmm. like... For me, one of the coolest parts about the Orioles being good for those six years was like, my mom's from Baltimore. Her sisters are from Baltimore. My grandfather made me an Orioles fan. You know, there are all these other Orioles fans I know who like, I'm watching in 2020 and I'm giving a shit about the bad Orioles, right? But not everybody else is. So when the Orioles are good and everyone is watching the Orioles all the time, it's a more communal experience, right? Because you're all in that together and that hope, that experience heightens it. For you, Dren, as a Mariners fan, obviously there are many Mariners fans who watch all the games, but when they're actually good, there's going to be so many more people talking to you about the Mariners. And Lana, as you grew up in Texas, when the Rangers were good, I'm sure it was much cooler to talk oh, about yeah, like, like, eating, like no one cares. your high school friends. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. You but know, that's but the
2: difference. Totally agree. And I would say also to that point, last year was so instructive of that because like we grew up in the DC area and we weren't Nats fans, but like, my family is big Nats fans. And like that run, I, how could I not be pulling for them the whole time? Like, because it was so much fun to watch them with my brother. Right. And with my parents, like that, that, and that feels so much more special. Right. In a, in a way that never, I mean, I you know the Nationals has never won a post in series. So like once they were going on that run, totally agree with you. It, it, it's so much more meaningful.
0: I have a buddy from college who's from Minnesota and like, when they're in the postseason getting ready to lose to the Yankees every year, like I bet him and all of his high school friends are like, hey, is this the year that, you know, Miguel Sano does it? Like they're having those conversations. And like, that's better to me than not getting to have those conversations.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I agree. It's a better overall experience, but the losses hurt more.
0: Of course. To me, it is the emotional equivalent of the TBS Division Series overhead drone shot of everyone waving the towels when yeah. they play the music at the beginning of Game 1 or Game 3. To me, that feeling, you you know it so well. It's like St. Louis. It's like 48 degrees. You oh, know, Adam Wainwright is pitching. Right, whatever. When that's your team and those towels are your team's colors, it is so cool Jordan so cool. and like it is right. that moment that feeling
2: is worth the 18 consecutive postseason losses for me I right, I agree I think you've swayed me and I think I agree it's also so easy for me to say because like if the Mariners make it anytime soon like When they lose, I mean, it'll suck depending on how it happens. But it's—I can't envision a scenario where I'm like, "Oh no, like that was terrible," like because I mean, I'm sure I will. But like, you will, yeah, you will, will. (laughs) Jordan. That's the thing, right? Like 2012 for me, Mm -hmm.
0: when the Orioles somehow beat you, Darvish (laughs) in the wild card game, right? (laughs) With Joe Saunders,
2: with Joe Saunders, they were playing the house money.
0: But when Raul Abanez, you know, inexplicably destroyed them in the next round, that pain was just as, like, re- sports pain was just as real as it would have been anyway, right? right? And then in the days after you get the perspective, and I'm sure, Lani, you had this with 2010, where it's like, oh, my God, that was cool, what a year, like, that was really great. Yeah. But, like, that's doesn't matter, Jordan. When your mirrors yeah, no, get I- knocked I- off in the CS by whomever the hell it's in gonna 2024, <laughs> you're going to feel that. No, no matter yeah. what they're probably
1: Absolutely. gonna cry <laughs> it's kind of yeah. hurt right i'm in the ready
0: heart. then three days later it's like no matter
1: what like... you're like i'm just in it it's just gonna be fun i'm just gonna like i have no expectations and then no. they walk no. they lose and you're just like
2: right. wow well, like
1: really painful
2: right well right like jake said immediately what after what the cowboys do like... to me every single year we're not talking about football nope. no football sorry we made it this far without football we're not gonna we're not gonna not hear either. it out <laughs> But I believe you. I believe you. Out. I'm just saying we have no opting nothing to out. It. Yeah. Opting out of football conversation.
1: I'm opting out of this conversation. Yes.
0: Jordan, name an active defensive football player who plays defense.
2: A current defense um, football. Man. Who are famous? Is JJ Watt still playing? Yes. Okay. There we go. There you,
0: go. Proud of you. Nailed it. I'm a winner. Demarcus Ware. What
2: can I say? Is Demarcus Ware still playing? No chance. No way, DeMarcus Ware is still playing. DeMarcus oh Ware, I
0: don't actually Tyrone know. Matthew. Why
1: are you just naming defensive football players? Now? Mm, no, no, he's cow- not.
2: No. He's been he's been done since 2016. DeMarcus, DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus
0: Ware, come on, baseball barbecue.
2: Cowboys, great.
0: <laughs> God, this is really fun.
2: Thank you, Lana. Anything else? Anything else to cover? I, I think this was good. I felt like we we went in a lot of different directions. Do yeah, I need to I outro? Good. Do I need to outro yeah, the pod? Jordan, we- do you want to
0: plug our podcast?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I'll do that. Uh, so we have a podcast uh, on the Ringer Podcast Network called Baseball Barbecue. It is on Mondays and Thursdays, at least right now. It will probably only be once a week during the offseason. But it is a lot of fun. We have fun guests, and we like baseball like Lana does, again, amazingly. Lana's back like baseball. It's, it's, it's a pleasure.
0: Right. Um,
2: and I, I look forward to seeing how this World Series shakes out. So obviously, uh, you, you'll be hearing new episodes next week and uh lana berry uh host of the lana berry show with lana berry uh this has been a pleasure an honor to share a podcast with you once again and um we'd just like to also plug the you know 97 episodes that lana uh was on uh, of yeah, our podcast. So
1: all 97
2: definitely go actually no please don't really please do not listen to those um but
1: no yeah. they should listen to one of them <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, Yes. Uh, Let me just get you the episode number. We're not going to say anything more. Just I will just tell you what episode it is, um, and then you know know it's good because
1: we can just say that and we know exactly what we're referring to. Yes, uh, exactly.
2: Uh, Let me just pull this up. Uh, Episode thirty-eight. Everyone should go listen to episode thirty-eight of the BarbaCast. Other than that, goodbye, Lana. Thank you. At Cespedes Barbecue. At Cespedes Barbecue on On Twitter.com. Twitter.com.